welcome to this week's episode of the Fins Up podcast. I am your host, Mort, and I am joined by the ever-handsome, ever-funny, uh, ever, you know, just all-around good bloke, Silo Dan. How are you doing, Dan? Mate, I thought it was another Rich Osenden joke coming there. No, no, yeah. I, I couldn't make a joke about that. If I said, like, he was a billionaire, then you know that was going to be a Rich Osenden joke. Mate, that's so nice. I can tell that footy's back because you're, um... You're good guy, Morts, at the moment. <laughs> well, we've got, we've got to play good cop, bad cop, but I can see it in your eyes. You're just stinging to be bad cop at the moment. Certainly am, mate, but I'll um I'll play along for a little bit and um, I'll turn heel halfway through, don't you worry. No troubles. Look, Dan, we, you know, we're gonna, before we jump into everything, we're going to explain to our listeners at the moment, but, um, you know, all 444,000 of you that listened last week, uh, Dan and I are going to try something different for the next couple of weeks. And we're going to split our podcasts into two. We're going to review the rounds, um, and then we'll do a separate review and preview of the Sharks. So you'll get two podcasts uh, over two days uh, of just non-stop Dan and I penetrating your eardrums. We are pretty excited about it, aren't we, Dan? Mate, who said 2020 was a write-off? Yeah, I know. 2020 is just giving more of us to you people. It is. Making it better. Uh, so let's start with uh, Thursday night, Brisbane 6, Parramatta 34. Uh, the game kind of went the way that you and I said it would, but I didn't think Parramatta would win by that much. I didn't think Brisbane would be that bad, but Brisbane were that bad. Mate, once it got away from Brisbane, it really got away. Something I found this week with the um, with the new interpretations and rules, etc., momentum was hard to wrestle back in that you just couldn't lay on someone force an error, and then get the ball back and turn the game. So, um, yeah, I thought, I thought Parramatta were pretty bloody good on Thursday night. Entertaining game. Yeah, yeah and that was, um, there, there, was a, there was a feeling in the game as well where it felt like Parramatta were a lot further ahead um, than they were. Like, I think the score was about 16-6, and you felt like, you know, Parramatta just had all the ball, all the possession, all the territory, and you, you, it felt like a 30-6 to six game. In the end, I think the scoreline was, was representative of just how good Parramatta were. But Brisbane were woeful, and, you know, Brisbane fans had a big grudge against Brody Croft at the beginning of the season, and, you know, he, he, he outplayed Anthony Milford. Hugely, mate. My I We've actually got notes tonight, which is something different. My first one is... Um, Croft, awesome solo try slash Milford shite. Now, I know you're going to put the boot in, so the floor is yours. <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not going to put the boot in. I just think, you know, uh, you and I are outstanding panellists and experts in our uh, field of opinions. And you said that uh, Anthony Milford would play Origin at the end of the year. <laughs> and, I mean, if, if Queensland Cup was, was on, he'd probably be in that. Mate, look- that we don't we don't get them all right, but that was a pretty bad week. He his opening fortnight was very good, so this is probably a little bit you know. Hopefully, this is an aberration for Broncos fans, but I I genuinely had to Google um or go to nrl.com find stats. I thought he got HOA in the first half because I simply didn't hear his name called in the second. Yeah, it's look. It was it was just a it was a strange game from Brisbane because. You know, they, they looked so fired up and they conceded a really soft try. And and from there, it just, you know, I, I know Brody Croft scored a, a, a nice solo, a, a nice solo try, but yeah, it, it was just a game that Brisbane didn't feel like they were in from about the third minute. 
Uh, mate, you're right. I I was expecting a real basham game up the middle. I know that Brisbane are missing some real strike power with Pangai Jr. and Fafita out. But, um, I mean, Payne Haas aside, they got monstered in that forward pack. I, I think uh, they're, they're doing the wrong thing with Payne Haas as well because he's, he's playing 80 minutes every week. He's 19 or 20 years old. By the time he's 24, he's going to be absolutely rooted. And, you know... the you got to be realistic. You're not going to win the premiership this year if you're Brisbane. So you've got to start learning how to play this kid 55 and 60 minutes and still you know, still getting the most impact out of him because otherwise you're just going to run him into the ground. It's hard to argue, man. He does a lot of work, and that forward pack's not real strong at the moment. Again, they're missing two pretty handy players, and Alex Glenn's yeah. out for an extended period now too, which just adds to it. But they, they got absolutely monstered by Madison and, and Lane. Those wide-running yeah. big fellas for Parramatta, they're a difference maker. Yeah, I know. And, you know, like, I, I'm, not, I'm not here nor there on Sean Lane. The Sean Lane. I think, you know, he's, he's a good first grader and he's he's proven that. But, like, you know, Ryan Madison, apart from that, you know, being a, a bit guilty on that read for uh, for Brody Cross try, I think um, he was very good on the night. He's, He's just so handy with the ball, and he and the thing is, like, he can ball play, but he holds the ball in one hand, which makes him really awkward. And that 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 ball he threw to Wanga Blake to score just just shows how difficult he is to stop. Freaky football, mate. What I, what I found um, interesting was Parramatta won easily, and Mitch Moses didn't really play that well. This was the King Gutho show. Yeah, it was the Gutherson show. But one thing that I was I was really that I, I like about this game from Mitchell Moses is people turn around and say that he, you know, he either has an outstanding game or he has a shit game. But I think this is a game where Mitch Moses was just able to just kick the ball when he needed to. And his kick chase was sensational. He was really pinning the Broncos in the corners. I, I just think it wasn't an outstanding game, but it was a good halfback game. I'm glad you mentioned that because 64% possession the Eels had on the back of his kicking game. He was quiet, but he did everything right. And I think that is a sign of a good halfback rather than he's either really good or he's really shit. Yeah, and that's that, that's something... I, th- I think, you know, the, the two standout halfbacks in the competition are Daly Sherry Evans and Mitchell Moses. And there's a... Well, I mean, George Williams is probably going to rise up there, there soon. But, um, yeah, the benchmarks at the moment are Mitchell Moses just showed how you play if you're a halfback that isn't having a good game nor a bad game. But when when your team's rolling, you just need to do the little things right, and he just did the little things right. What would you make of the crowd noise? I loved it. I, I mean, like, otherwise it's just going to be nothing. I thought, I thought it was really, like, it added a nice touch. I liked the cardboard cutouts. I didn't like the fact, you know... Whoever's making those cardboard cutouts, if you see serial killers like Adolf Hitler and everyone else coming through, you probably just throw them in the bin. But and I know someone paid twenty two bucks for it, but that's their own problem. But um, I thought the crowd noise, yeah, it was it was it, it was it was it was a bit of fun. And you know, if there's no crowds there, you still need to make the game fun. So that was fun. I got used to it. I got to admit, the first 10, 15 minutes was driving me crazy. I almost turned it off. It was it was so frustrating because it was so out of sync. I think they got yeah. it right towards the end of the round, and it actually added to it. So it sort of it sort of won me over. I I mean, if they took it away next week, it's not gonna not gonna matter too much. I, 
if, if you're taking away, I'm not really going to care. But Dan, now you know how everyone feels when you start tweeting about wrestling. There you go, mate. Hey, most of my followers, mate, love that. Don't you pretend. I saw you. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll leave that one. I, I uh, overall love this game, mate. Broncos, 63% possession, though. They've got to hold on to the ball if they want to win football games. Yeah. Um, all right, let's move on. The Cowboys, 36. Gold Coast Titans, 6. Um, the Titans are uh, shambolic. I didn't see too much of this game. Um, Valentine Holmes, uh, you know, everyone's turned around and said it looked like he learned how to ball play. He was ball playing for us, um, as evident with him getting, you know, 10 or 11 tries in his last season at fullback. He was really good. Um, the Titans, they just stink. They're awful. Uh, outside of Jai Arrow and Furuaka, they have nothing. The side they name this round is even worse. But back to yeah. the Cowboys, mate. Reese Robson, what a pickup! He'll be their number yeah, one, I'm... number nine soon. Yeah, he uh, he doesn't. Yeah, he's on he's on the bench as well, isn't he? He's he's a pretty handy footballer, and you know, one that the Gold Coast Titans let go to the Dragons, and then the Dragons have let go as well. There you go. Come back to Hornham. He'll um he'll start by the end of the year, I reckon. It's funny you mentioned Val though, because I actually wrote that he learnt the ball play. Um, I know where you're coming from with the Sharks. He looks more at home at fullback now, and he he used to be run first, pass second sort of player. Now he's a yeah. play in front of him, which is uh which is pretty dangerous this weekend. Yeah, I I, I thought I thought Val was very close to the best player on the ground, but I, I mean when you have a look at Tom Lolo's stats at the end of it. I thought he was sensational, and I thought it would, it would be really hard to beat that kind of performance from either of those players, but we had some, some players, you know, later on in the rounds that, that just, you know, or even someone, you know, later on that night who, who performed just as well. But, yeah, it was it was a good round of footy, um, a good round of, you know, individual performances. And I think Tom Lolo and Val had two really good individual performances that, that just capped off their team effort. Well, Tomalolo only made like 100 metres or 98 metres in his first stint, made like 230 in his second. It's just ridiculous that he can do that in the second and then the last 10, 15, 20 minutes. How do you stop that, honestly? Well, that's, but this is what you know ties into the point that I made about pain pass. That's exactly how they need to use him. You know, they, they just they need to get that balance right. The one thing that, you know, uh, Paul Green has done right, you know, and he's done a lot of things wrong up there, but the one thing that he has done right is really learn how to use Jason Tomalolo. Fair, fucking handy weapon to have. Mate, that Dale <laughs> Copley try, you could hear the hearts break. That was that was a beauty. Uh, I missed it. Talk me through it. Um, it was the only one the Titans scored, so I think Cows wanted to hold him to zero. You know it was 14-6 at halftime? Uh, no, I can't remember too much about Friday. As you, as you know from the DMs, I was pretty buckled. <laughs> yeah, well, mate, the Titans were in it at halftime, put it that way. But uh, not so I, much in the second half. I, I vaguely remember some highlight of Brian Kelly just absolutely leaving uh, Cole Felt in his boots. That but, was um, it. I'm not sure what happened there. Mate, um, well, he's dummied and then run round in a circle and then just run straight yeah. past... Um, Felt on the wing, and you could just that's the heartbreak I was talking about before. It was beautiful. Ah, right. ah cool. Uh, let's move on. Rooster 28, South 12. We're talking about a player who, you know, Jason Tom Lawler, we didn't think that they would uh, be able to get better, and then Tedesco comes out and runs for 290 metres and scores a nice try. He was brilliant, Teddy. The, um, I'll tell you what, though, they're a different side with Boyd Cordner in that forward pack. Yeah, yeah. Completely well, changes it. Yeah, People talk about 
turn around and say Boyd Gordon is like a, a pretty average one-dimensional player, but those pretty average one-dimensional players sometimes just add something different. You know, you can't you can't put a, a price or you can't put any stats next to the leadership and just the quality of of player that Boyd Gordner is. If he's a one dimension, mate, that's the one dimension you want. He was he was the best forward on the ground, mate. That Morrison Flanagan try though, that hurt. Yeah, that really hurt. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Fucking both. What'd you make of the Warrior Hargraves yeah. elbow? Was there, is he in trouble? I, I missed the suspensions oh, today. He's a dickhead. Um, I don't know. I, I think he I think he took the early guilty plea, didn't he? Always takes the early guilty plea. That's got to be able to be yeah, three hundred. Vic, Victor Radley's fighting it um, at the judiciary right now. Um, two two things though, Dan. Are the Roosters back? Uh, yes. Yep. I yep. expect them to go on a bit of a run now. To be totally honest, I'm glad we're not playing them. Yeah, and uh, the second thing as well, and it, it comes back to it, the Latrell Mitchell agenda was in full force um, during and after the game. You know, I know Latrell didn't have a good game, and he's not a fullback's arsehole or whatever, but. There were six posts on Fox Sports uh, Facebook, and they were all about Latrell Mitchell. And it was James Tedesco outplayed Latrell Mitchell. Latrell Mitchell caught out of position for try. Uh, Latrell Mitchell's bunnies didn't turn up against the Roosters. Like, what? What? what what's? What? What are they trying to prove at this? They, they've already sort of run him into the ground. What's? What's the continuous need to kick him while he's down? I have no idea. Now, don't get me wrong. He wasn't particularly good. <laughs> He was probably he was probably bad on Friday night to be honest, but this is a guy playing a young kid. Don't forget, despite what he's done in footy, still young, playing yeah. his old team. Okay, there was no crowd there, but he knew a million sets of eyes were on him. He's still learning the fullback role. You've got to take mistakes for a player yeah. of that talent switching positions. Now, if it was me, I'd I'd totally panic and put him back in the centres. I'm not going to lie. But, I mean, Bennett's got a fair few games over me experience-wise. And if he thinks he's a fullback, he's probably a fullback. you got to stick it out. And to answer your question, mate, I don't know why they keep bagging him so hard. I wrote quickly on a zero tackle thing that he didn't have the best of games. And maybe the pressure's on him. He might have to move back to centre for a little while. But um, he wasn't the worst player on the field, that's for sure. No, no. He, he, I don't think he was. He, like, you know, he didn't have a good game. Um but he didn't have a bad game, and he didn't need to be. He doesn't need to be, you know, thrown thrown over the grills every time. And it's why is it Latrell Mitchell's Rabbitohs when he's not even the captain of the team? He's just a beast. Just he's just they've got it on copy and paste, mate. It's uh, it's 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 easy to it's easy to put the boot into him, and and it just it it's just getting it's getting boring now. Like it's almost to a point where you've got to unfollow those pages when when the Rabbitohs are playing because all they do is just lay the boot into him. Absolutely. There are plenty of them that were no good. I thought Cook looked dangerous. These new rules yeah. are going to suit him. I thought Burgess had his best game in a long time. But uh, Liam Knight, mate, he's not having the season. I thought he would. I know we're only three games in, but a little underwhelming. Yeah, he had, he had a really good game against us, didn't he, the bastard? He, he did. We knew that had right. happened. And then after that, out the window. Uh, speaking out the window, uh, Warriors 18, Dragons nil. Uh, Warriors, yeah, they came out, fired up. Um, and the Dragons season just, just seems to be going from bad to worse. Can't talk about this game, mate, without mentioning the Warriors. 96% completion, yeah. 46 of 48. And the two mistakes came in the last couple of minutes. 
It would yeah, you... at, one, at one stage they were 44 from 44. That is so impressive. Honestly, I never thought I'd see anything like this from the Warriors. And it's not like they just tucked the footy under the arm and ran. They play Warriors football. <laughs> when it comes off, God, it's fun to watch. Even still, like, even if you still tuck the ball under your arm and run, you're still going to expect a big shot to jolt the ball out. So, yeah, that was that was great. But, you know, you want to talk about sinking the boot in like we just did about Latrell Mitchell. It's now been record, like reported that last weekend the Dragons played their New South Wales Cup side and got beaten three tries to one. Um, yeah, the pressure's on. The pressure's on the Dragons. And, um, yeah, it's, it's on Mary McGregor as well. Did you see? Did you see the false report from a fake Dragons account earlier? I fell for it. Said that that didn't happen and it was actually a draw. And just, mate, when I saw it, I was like, "Ah, oh, god damn it!" <laughs> oh. No, I uh, I missed that. Is it, so was it a draw or did they get beat? No, they got beaten. It was a it was a someone taking the piss. McGregor's done, but judging by the um the Red V Army, mate, it should have been done a couple of years ago. Yeah, look, there was just there was nothing there was nothing from that game that you can take as a positive for the Dragons. Probably their best player was Tyson Frizzell, and he's he's going next year. That's true. Although McInnes made seventy five tackles, if you want to talk about heart, there's plenty there. But they just that team is so good on paper, and they just Matt Dufty's got no confidence at the moment. Lomax might as well not be there. It's super frustrating. And those halves, oh my god. Yeah, they, they've made some changes this week, but even still when you look at and, and I've got that in the notes for when we do the the uh, previews, but, oh, you know, someone said off paper they have a finals team. I don't really think they do. Outside of Paul Vaughan, uh, Tarek Sims and Frizzell, I don't really rate the rest of their forward pack. You said that Cam McInnes, you know, made 75 tackles, but he's really ordinary with the ball and his running game isn't that good. Uh, I haven't seen much of a kicking game from him. And their back line, their back line isn't really that good either. So... It's not like they've built this incredible team that's that's struggling. Like they were fifteenth last year, and and they're fifteenth now. Um, yeah, it's, I I don't know. I don't, I don't rate them. No, well, me neither. But he had Aiken and Lafay. Aiken was supposed to be the next New South Wales centre, and Lafay was like ten or six, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Can't remember the stat. It was ridiculous tackle breaks per game, and he blunted both of them. It's yeah. just. But on, on the Warriors, though, Tuovasa Shek, huge. Tohu Harris, monstrous. But that that young, um, oh, what's the yeah, forward's no, uh, name? Yeah. He, mate, he's a freak. The, 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 the edge back row? Yeah, that's him, Katoa. Yeah, he was so good. Alessi, Alessi, something yeah, like that? Alessi Katoa, yeah. He, mate, he's our, a our, genius youngster. Yeah, our good friend Anton Poser, he's, uh, he's all in on that guy. Um, <laughs> I mean, the Warriors aren't going to make the finals and they're probably going to be bottom four, but that guy's got to be the red-hot favourite for Rookie of the Year. Oh, absolutely. But hey, what would you make in Nick Arima's game? Yeah, he was good. But he, he they, like these new rules, they, they, they sort of favour him. And like even his try that he scored was just, you know, running, quick play the ball. It, it, it's it's a standard Cody Nick Arima play, but you watch when the Warriors get monstered, he can't do that kind of shit. But the Dragons literally had nothing. It, they... they the Warriors came up against a team of butterflies on the weekend. They did, and I couldn't be happier. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we're going to skip, the, as we said, we're going to skip the Sharks-Tigers game. That's for tomorrow's podcast. And we are going with uh, Melbourne 6, Raiders 22. Um, 
are the Raiders the favourites to win the competition then? Yes. In short, yes. They have beaten the Storm three times in a row and held them to six points each time. Uh, twice in Melbourne they've done it. That's ridiculous. I don't think you could find anything close to that record against the Storm. Now, I'm pretty sure it's their la- the, the last three games they've played have all been in Melbourne. Oh, there you oh, go. No, the, 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 was the, who did they play in the semi-final to get to the grand final? South. South, yeah. So they went down to Melbourne and beat Melbourne in week one of the finals. I'm pretty sure they beat they beat Melbourne like a couple of weeks beforehand in Melbourne, and now they've gone down to Melbourne again and won. That George Williams looks bloody awesome, doesn't he? He does, mate. He's he's been a slow build this year, but geez, when he he put the foot down, he burnt Melbourne twice. I think two try assists. Yeah, he, he got that looping pass over the top to uh, Kotrick. Um, and then he, he made the break for uh, Shams de Kuklopsad's try as well. But he just seemed to have Melbourne on the strings as well. And again, like we talk about performances, Tom Lolo was really good, um, and then Teddy came out really good. I thought after that, you know, you're not going to see a, a better performance from uh, a player for the rest of the round um, from Georgie Williams. And, you know, we, we, we had another standout performance on Sunday. So it was a really good it was a really good round of individual footy performances. But this, this Raiders team, they're a machine. They look better with... Uh, look, it took three minutes for Jordan Rapano to score another try on his return to rugby league. He adds so much to that side, especially now that he's not playing outside hog ball, your favourite, BJ Leilua. He looks yeah, uh, dangerous. He's, he's, he's back on the bench this weekend. Yeah, but he'll play on the... He, same as this week. Yeah, he'll start. Um, the new rules, do you think they, they hindered Melbourne a little bit? Mate, hugely. I wrote him in big, bold letters. They couldn't wrestle, literally, the momentum back. When Melbourne are getting behind, you notice they give away 10 penalties. It doesn't matter. They just back themselves. They just lie all over you. Their hands in the ruck. They just push and shove. Anything they can do. Every time they tried it this week, they'll get pinged for six again. Couldn't get set, and they just got run through. Yeah, and, and the other thing as well is when Melbourne got those six again penalties, look, he's, he's arguably the greatest player to have played, but he, he's not that quick. Cam Smith out of dummy half just just wasn't doing what like a, a Damian Cook and a Blake Braley and a, and a Robson and all those quick young players, even Harry Grant, what they can do. You know, this, this rule has sort of set Cameron Smith back a little bit in attack. Someone said this week, I think it was Gus Gould, said that Melbourne have been on a big decline the last three or four years. Um, I find that fucking ridiculous, considering they keep winning minor premierships. But I feel like this this is the year that they're going to come yeah. back to the field. I mean, we, we've been we've been saying it that, that Melbourne have been on. You know, everyone's been thinking that Melbourne should have been on a decline for a while, but they lost the twenty sixteen grand final. They won the twenty seventeen grand final. They lost the 2018 grand final and they're in the prelim for the 29 grand final so if that's a decline fucking sign me up for it <laughs> yeah, I'll take it hey Melbourne though um, Papali and Munster ah uh, sorry Papali Papenhausen and Munster making breaks at will but they that Vunavalu mate you expect him to be there and back up and score tries but he just he looks like he's already in super rugby yeah, he's playing like he's in super rugby as well isn't he hmm Absolutely, I don't know what's going on, and I drafted him in a draft team, expecting him to have you know four tries by now. Very frustrating. Yeah, uh, it's uh, look. I don't know. I don't know 
where the storm go from here, like go from here in terms of the new rules. But I, you know, I think like the, the one thing that Melbourne have in their or the two things that Melbourne have in their advantage is, you know, one of the, the best players of all time in their squad, and, and arguably one of the you know the, the top five coaches of all time coaching them at the moment. So I think they'll 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 figure it out, but hopefully it takes a little bit of time for them to figure it out. Melbourne will be fine, mate. They're a fantastic side. Don't forget, this yeah. wasn't a pop gun team that beat them. This was a outstanding Raiders outfit too. Yeah, exactly. Now, moving on, the game of the round. Penrith 14, Newcastle 14. I've got, I've got in bold letters here, Dan. What a game. What a game. Didn't see this coming. You, you watched the game live, yeah? Yeah, I did. I, and I was, you know, edge of the seat stuff. I didn't want either team to win, and I'm glad that none of them did. But far out, what you know, this this game is going to haunt two players in particular. Who would they be, mate? I think I, I think I know where you're going with this. Matty Burton from Penrith couldn't kick a couldn't kick an open field goal to save himself. And uh, the guy with the best name in rugby league, mate, Bradman Best, just fucking run the ball. Bradman Best, I'm not I'm not going to sink the boot in because he was on uh, what, what his fourth game, fifth game. Yeah, he like is an absolute beast of a ball runner out wide. I I I'd seen him previously, but he I swear he's put on ten kilos of muscle in the off season. He looked gigantic. Yeah, he's look. He's a great player. He's got a huge future in the game. Everyone knows he's going to be you know a phenomenal center. But if he if he watches that replay, he's going to have nightmares. There was. He, he, same as Connor. It's the, exactly the same scenario as Connor Tracy. Mate. Just run that ball. Took the words out of my mouth. Uh the fourteen nil, missing Connor and Pierce after ten minutes. Where do you think this yeah. game was headed? Uh, I thought, you know, I saw some Knights fans going, "We're going to concede 50. And while I didn't think it would be fifty because they still had some talent, I thought that it was going to be a bit of a cricket score. You know, maybe a thirty nil or a thirty to six or something like that. Um, and then shortly after Connor Watson went off injured, uh, Tim Glasby had to go for a HIA, um, and. Probably a good thing he came back because he was the best player on the field for mine. Yeah, he was humongous. If he's going to play like that, I'd get him HOA at all, like every single week. This was more fun because no Pierce and no Cleary kicking field goals because you can't tell yeah. me one of them wouldn't have, would have slotted one of those five shots. Oh, yeah, you know, Pierce, you know, and you probably would have had, like, when we played the Raiders, like, you know, uh, Cleary would have slotted one and then Pierce would have gone down and slotted his opportunity and then... Pierce would have gone down and, and oh, Cleary would have gone and nailed his. But, I mean, Matt Burton pushed it right, pushed it left, then hit the post. <laughs> and then, then he got one on target that fell just under the crossbar. <laughs> Far out. Just did everything oh. but go through. Mate, what would you make of Kate Wells' debut? Um, or Club debut. <laughs> sorry. He still can't tackle for shit, but he scored a nice try. He did. He, did he, um, he works hard. I... I was always a bit of a, a bit of a fan of Capes. I was sorry to see him go. Can't really see where he fits in for us this year, but uh, handy pickup. Um, speaking of uh, working hard, now we said it last week. We didn't understand the McCulloch signing, um, and did they have anyone in reserve grade to play number nine? And we said it was Randall, uh, but we didn't know his first name. Well, we definitely know him now. He comes on and makes the most tackles. Uh, on debut for any player, and he's on the be- he's in the extended bench, number nineteen this week. Dan, they have picked Andrew McCulloch over him. They have. I, I thought that was going to happen. I after this weekend, I was hoping it wouldn't. 
I, you know, McCulloch's obviously got the origin experience, blah, blah, blah. you got a player that comes in and makes, what, 99% of his tackles off almost 100. You, you stick with that kid. team list today and, and we did do a bit of our research today but Jesus Christ I could not believe that a kid that comes in and makes 71 of his 73 tackles on debut against a very very big and very strong and aggressive Penrith pack and made some some really good clear up tackles around the ruck and he's number 19 this week <laughs> Like I look, let, let me say this: I fucking hate Newcastle, and I feel bad for this kid. There you go. He says it all. Are you willing to admit that Isaiah Yo is a good footballer? Yet? Uh, he had a good game, but I don't think he's a good footballer. No. Okay. I'll be back. I'll be back next week. Oh, cool. Um, I probably won't admit it either because he's the only player the Warriors. <laughs> well, true. Um, and moving on, uh, Manly thirty-two, the Bulldogs six. This was the Tom Turbo show. And Tommy Turbo is my player of the round. I'm going to go George Williams because of the quality that he tore up. But just Turbo was a close second. I had a 220-point lead going into the last day of the draft competition and fantasy. And he captained yeah. Turbo and absolutely wiped the floor with me. Yeah, I saw, I saw he scored like 304 points or something. Or 340 points. Yeah, a try, six line breaks, two tries or three try assists. It, it was ridiculous stats. It was like someone was playing on amateur on bloody NRL Live. Yeah, he, he had the Bulldogs on strings as well. Like, And the other thing is, his, his brother's ball playing is so underrated, but just that, that pass that he threw for, for Turbo's second try, um, yeah, I don't know. They, they just, they, they've just got like that, you know, obviously they're brothers, but they've got that connection for each other. They both know where they are on the field. And Turbo, to me, has got to be the best support player in the game. Yeah, undoubtedly. I mean, he and Teddy won too. And I know I know the the Teddy or Turbo deba- uh, debate's going to go on all their career. The thing Turbo's got is he doesn't have to play fullback. You can put him in centre or wing. And I'm pretty sure he could play lock if he really wanted to. He, he's got to be top three player in the world. Um, that was the next thing that I've got in here at the moment is... If Turbo stays injury-free this year, he'll pick up the Dally M, and then you're going to have a real, real serious talk about who is the best player in the game. Um, at the moment, it's Teddy, obviously, because you know he's got the runs on the board, two premierships, uh, the you know the New South Wales player of the the uh, competition, whatever you guys have the the Fitler Medal or whatever it is, um, and he's got the Dally M Medal as well. But yeah. I, I, I think in terms of overall skill set, Turbo's got him. Yeah, but I think so. I think he's a better ball player than Teddy. Going to hit you with he's some stats. Ball, Sorry, man? He's a better, better ball player. He's a better support player. Um, the thing of, you know, Teddy's Teddy's a lot stronger and, and a stronger runner. Um, look, if, if, if you're starting a, a team and they say to you, your first pick's either going to be Teddy or Turbo, you'd be sitting there for a couple of days <laughs> fucking trying to figure it out. There's no wrong answer there. Hey, no. Manly's back line is incredible. Only Ruben Garrick ran for under 100 metres and he had 83. He kicked two from seven. This could have been way worse. I was going to say, the only Manly player who would probably walk off the field with the shits is Ruben Garrick. <laughs> <laughs> he was so angry with himself. He got plenty of practice, though. Yeah, I 
really, really good game. Um, Moses Suli, that, that break that he made, Jesus, he moves well for a fatty. He's got his shit together. Yeah, I mean, Dez, yeah. Dez saw it, and he stuck through, stuck with him. Um, it's just paid off. Yeah, he it has. But, I mean, all you can say from this is the Bulldogs are an absolute pub side. Absolutely. I can't name one player outside of foreign who will be injured in two weeks that would make any other side in the competition. Mate, earlier you gave me shit about my Milford for Origin. I'm going to get one back here and say my Syrian for Origin is looking very, very good. Whilst I don't think he will play Origin, he he had a really, really good game. Uh, the only other player from the Bulldogs that would make any other team would be Will Hopperwhitey. He tries hard. I really wish they'd let him play where he wants to instead of putting him in the centres because he's, he's arguably their best player. Yeah, and, and his his ball playing is uh, is somewhat underrated. He's got, you know we've said it a couple of times. He's got the best hands in the competition. So um, yeah, the Bulldogs shit manly really good. Absolutely, this wasn't fair. No, um, let's move on. Should we get into some news or should we go into the uh, the previews? Dan, you, you tell me where we're going. You're the boss, mate. I'm. Fi- oh, we'll go into previews. What the hey? All right, previews. We have. Uh, Thursday night, Brisbane Broncos versus the Roosters up in Brisbane. Uh, long-awaited debut for Tessie Neu. I saw today someone compared him as the next Darren Lockyer. Um, these, the next, need to just stop. Let him just be Tessie Neu. Um, uh, Tokiaho is the 18th man, and rumours going around that he'll be a late inclusion. Uh, Brisbane still down on troops here. The Roosters are getting their troops back. What are your thoughts on this one, Dan? I think the Roosters will win fairly, fairly handsomely. I know I said this last week, but I'm expecting a bounce-back game from Milford. I think he always plays better at Suncourt, which is why last week, you know, I I just, I, man, Milford annoys the shit out of me. He's the sort of player that we should be talking about every single week, and although we do, nine times out of ten, it's it's on negative. I mean, yeah. root roosters for me. I can't see anything, especially if Takahoho comes back. They'll belt that harsh aside middles for the Broncos. Yeah, um, I've got the Roosters in this as well. I put on here that they're just going to be too good. They've got a bit too much quality going on. And I think um, this uh, this this break um, looks like it has done wonders for the Roosters because they in, in the opening games they looked disorientated and they looked like they didn't know each other. And they've come back and they look like the Roosters that you expect. Um, I think they'll be I think they'll beat Brisbane and they'll beat Brisbane comfortably. Definitely, Daniel Tupu, most underrated winger in the game. Uh, yeah, it, it, there's a, uh, a good shout for that. Yeah, definitely. Never gets what he should. Absolutely. No. Uh, six o'clock on Friday at Campbelltown Stadium, the Panthers versus the New Zealand Warriors. Um, I think the war- the Warriors fire will be put out this week. Um, I will say this. Uh, I, the, these are my notes that I have here for you, Dan. Uh, Burton and Louis need to step up this week because one of them will be playing six when Cleary gets back. And uh, Isaiah was on fire last week. We'll probably continue this week, but it doesn't mean much. Yeah, well, look, they're not playing. I agree that the Warriors will come back to earth. They can't. They can't go ninety six percent completion rate again. It's just, it's just not possible. Uh, look, at Penrith for me. I think Appy Coruscant is just streaks ahead. I, I wrote early in the week that I think he's been the player of the season. I mean, that's a big call. He's been really, really good. Can't see much happening for the Warriors. Maybe a try or two, but this has just got Penrith written all over it. 
Yeah, I, I really think, like, again, this is that opportunity for Burton or Louis or Louis or whatever his name is to step up. Um, a bit, I was really disappointed with Jerome Louis last week. Um, he, you know, he, he literally did nothing. And, he, again, it was a, a young kid um, who was steering the ship for Penrith. And, you know, they, at times they look rudderless. And then you go back and think, well, it's because their experience half is not doing anything. So... One of them really has to step up and take the game this week. It, it's not going to be too much of a challenge for him. Uh, again, I think Penrith will win comfortably. Yep, agreed. Happy to be wrong, though. Yep, very happy to be wrong. Uh, Friday night in Melbourne, Amy Park, the Storm versus the Rabbitohs. Uh, should the Rabbitohs fear a bounce-back game? Yes, absolutely. I would hate to be playing Melbourne this week. I can only exactly. imagine what Craig Bellamy said. Yeah, he at the end of the game when he was like, just addressing the players, it looked like he had slipped into a pair of undies full of Denkarab. <laughs> he like, was not happy, eh? He, he was furious. He had gone so red. Um, and, you know, it's they were completely outplayed off, you know, played off the park, and it doesn't happen all that often. So you forget what Bellamy looks like when he, he blows up. But, yeah, Jesus. Yeah. I, I tell you what, if the Storm put in back-to-back efforts like that, God help him. Cody Walker's out again, isn't he? He is yet two weeks. This is the final week of his suspension. Um, two I, important I games. The Rabbit, I looked at the, Rab- the Rabbitohs team compared to the Storm team, and they just, yeah, the Rabbitohs don't have it for me. This is going to be Storm, you know, maybe not 13-plus, but they'll, they'll do it comfortably. The Rabbitohs forward pack, I they've come back to the the pack so like quickly since losing Burgess. Like, I know Cam Murray's a freak, and Burgess is capable, but they just... They're not scary anymore. No, um, and it's sort of like us missing Paul Gallon, isn't it? Absolutely. You take your, your enforcer out. It yeah. just, I mean, Liam Knight was supposed to be the new enforcer. Don't get me wrong, he batted us sideways, but he's ineffective. Yeah. Um, Cam Murray, uh, should they get, you know, like the Latrell fullback experiment, should they move him back into lock now? Yes. They should say, Cam, where do you want to play? And that's where he plays. I feel that as well. Uh, Sunday, uh, Saturday afternoon, 5.30. Uh, this is probably going to be the game of the round for mine. The Eels versus Manly. Um, in, 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 this is, I, I really feel this is going to be a, a great game. Two humongous forward packs. Two really talented fullbacks. Two of the best halfbacks in the game. Sign me the fuck up. This is going to be huge. These two teams fucking hate each other too. You seen the fans going at each other all day today? Yep. Oh, yeah. I love it. Uh, you know, Parramatta, both, both you and I this year picked Parramatta to win the minor premiership and had them as our favourites. They are an incredible squad and they're just clicking. And for mine, that's hats off to Brad Arthur and also the Parramatta board. Because uh, Brad Arthur, they, they got the wooden spoon in 2018. Uh, coming off the back of a top four finish in 2017, um, and they could have they could have just as easily sacked him, but they stuck with it. He's got his squad clicking. They are, you know, for mine the Raiders are the favourites because they're that you know they've got that gritty grind about them and they can play all these different ways. Parramatta are the most exciting team to watch when they when they throw the ball around when it's parable. You know. They're, they're a brilliant side to watch. And for Manly to win this game, all of their players, you know, all, they, they need to get 100% effort from all 17 players. And I just don't think Parramatta will let them do that this weekend. No, i got Parramatta too. I know it's boring. We're tipping the same way. Um, yep. I think the forward battle in this is just... 
Oh, I'm, I'm very excited if I could skip forward. I absolutely yeah. would. But the DCE Moses battle for me is just yes. delicious. Yeah, and look, I, I don't think the Turbo um, Gutherson battle will, will be what it needs to be because one, one team's forward pack is going to roll the others and then that's going to give that player um, you know, the, the opportunity to ball play and, and have a lot more space. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm going to stick with the Eels on this and it's not going to be by much. Yeah, I'll I'll take a um a ninety minute draw, please. Yeah, that that'll be that'll be fun. Uh, Sunday four o'clock, the Raiders versus the Newcastle Knights. Um, I I think the Knights gave everything they could last Sunday, and I think they're going to be out of gas for this one. I I just think Cambridge is too good at the moment. I know Jack White and George Williams are probably the most underrated halves combo in the competition. Curtis Scott's finding himself, you know. Took a while, but uh, I'm liking it. And Rapana being back, I just 100% agree with you. Newcastle gave it all this week, and I don't think I don't think this one's going to Golden Point. No, uh, look, there's there's just been some interesting squad selections for mine. You know, Caelan Palmer's back. Tex Hoy's been benched. Kurt Mann's gone to six. Connor Randall's out. Uh, sorry, Connor Watson's out. Uh, obviously, our boy Randall has gone to number nineteen. Uh, McCulloch's in the squad, and Mitchell Pierce has got to overcome the HIA. Jesus, he was he was like out. He, he couldn't stand, and then when he tried to stand, he, he was legless. There's, there's got to be some concussion protocol going on with him this week um, as to whether he's going to back up. I haven't read anything, but I'd, I'd, I'd be very surprised if there wasn't some question marks about his fitness at the moment. I haven't seen the way he got up. I wasn't expecting him to be named in the 17 today. I know it doesn't really matter. They can bring him in late. But I wouldn't wouldn't be surprised to see um, Texoy come in for him. He, he, like you said, he was in Disneyland. That was awful timing. Yeah. Um, and what, I, what I, I, will, I will give the Knights credit for going back to their game against Penrith. Um, you know, Kurt Mann was their most experienced half after uh, Pearson and Watson went down. Um, and Tex Hoy sort of really, really stepped up and and controlled that game. Callum Ponga's got to got to hope that he plays well. But does this give Andrew O'Brien an opportunity now to perhaps revisit Callum Ponga at six, or do you think long term they should go Tex Hoy at six? I'd go Tex Hoy. I think he. Um, I think Ponga showed that he didn't want to play six. I just I just got that yeah. feeling he, he was nowhere near as involved, and I think that was a, I want to play fullback. Whereas Tex Hoy, like I know, I know it was his debut, and you want to go above and beyond, but he he just had that fire, like that that fuck you, I'm gonna do this just to spite you, and I love that in my in my five eights. Yeah, he he actually came out and said that he wants to play in the halves, so um, yeah, I don't think it'll be too long until you're gonna see Kurt Mann in the fourteen, and and big ups to Kurt Mann, uh, he sort of really changed his career around. I did see an incredibly funny tweet this week that said Kurt Mann could go to the Dragons and probably improve both teams. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Made me chuckle for about 15 minutes. It was good. That's oh, fantastic. Um, the, the, uh, sorry, 6.30 on Sunday, the Gold Coast Titans are playing the West Tigers at Suncorp. Uh, for the Titans, Jared Wallace and Nathan Peets have been dropped. Um, they are an absolute, absolute garbage side. Uh, the Tigers, yeah, they'll win this. They've got no worries. 
I rate those players being dropped because Pete seems more interested in making funny on Twitter than playing football at the moment. Uh, Jared Wallace has been an absolute pillow, and that sucks to say because I was a real fan of his last year. Uh, Tigers by plenty. Benji Marshall looks 18 again, and yep. he'll um, they'll roll him. They will absolutely roll him. That that young, not not not, not quite as fat Leilua in the back line, he's a um, very talented young player, mate, and I think he's going to have a field day. Yeah, I, there's like obviously they're not you're not going to sack a coach after three rounds, but there's some big questions on Justin Holbrook already that that I'm you know I've noticed he doesn't know what his best team is. You know, at the start of the season he had Anthony Don in the team and he benched Brian Kelly. Then Brian Kelly was a late call up. Um, he's switching Ash Taylor around. He's you know obviously AJ Brimson's injury has has really um, you know thrown a bit of a spanner in the works for him, but. Are you telling me Tyron Roberts is the best fullback at the club? No. I think Philip Sammy's better than him. Yeah, exactly right. So, And, and there's, there's nothing in me that, that says that you couldn't put Philip Sammy at fullback. Anthony Dunn on the wing. Have Tyron Roberts on the bench who's coming off an Achilles injury. Give Jamal Fogarty more time to you know, get into the team. And again, like if Ash Taylor's going to keep playing like shit, drop him. But he's, he's literally, he does not know what the best, I mean, no one knows what the best team is at the Titans because they're crap, but this guy has spent, you know, since November 1st with them, and he still doesn't know, and he's, he's chopping and changing his team around, you know, three, four weeks into the competition. You literally took the words right out of my mouth. I don't think they have a best 17, but he's got players like Peachy, who are an origin utility. He's got no idea how to use Tyrone Peachy. Jamal Fogarty's their best half last week by an absolute mile. They've got to stick with him. I love that kid. He's so talented. 100% re-Ash Taylor. I don't care what he's on. You've got to win football games. And if he's going to keep playing like that, see ya. Go play for whatever their bloody guy me gorillas is. Yeah, I I don't know. Uh, that, that is just a, an absolute dog shit side. Um, and, you know, I, I don't know how they, they figure it out. Are they going to win a game this year? Yeah, he's probably right there. There's one. They might get the dogs. Yeah, that's fair call. Uh, speaking of the of the dogs, they play the Dragons on Monday afternoon. Now, before we re- review this game, Dan, bear in mind we play the North Queensland Cowboys on Sunday. Uh, sorry, on Saturday night. If we lose that game, one of the dogs or the Dragons will have more wins than us. And that is fucking <laughs> embarrassing. That's fantastic. What a stat. I don't like uh, hearing that. That's no good. Uh, for the dogs, uh, Kieran Foran is back this week, and I'm excited about that because he was starting to he was starting to show glimpses of the old Kieran Foran. Um, so I'm pretty excited to, to get him to come back, and I think he's just going to add a nice balance to that that dog team that just looked a little bit you know clueless on the weekend. Uh, for the Dragons, Matt Dufty has been dropped. Corey Norman's at fullback. Ben Hunt's been shifted to the six. Adam Clunes in the side. Their bench is really weird. They've got Isaac Luke and Ewan Aitken on the bench. Um, yeah, I think I think they'll bounce back, and I think the the Dragons are going to win this. Mate, I'm going to go the Dogs because I think that the Dragons have given up, whereas the Dogs, I get the feeling that they're just not very good, but they they haven't. I hate what what he's done. Dropping Matt Dufty, I know he was horrible on the weekend, but he's their best fullback. What's his name? See, I, don't think, I, I don't think he is. I, I, 
and I don't see the hype on Matt Duffy. He's like, yes, he's really quick and he can't teach speed, but he's shit. He's he's out of position a lot, and for his speed, he doesn't support play. Now the Dragons don't make many breaks. I get that. <laughs> it's hard to um, but he, he can't ball play, and and I really like the move of Corey Norman at fullback. I do because it does get like some two of Corey Norman's biggest strengths are he he gets the ball play. And it also makes him the, the third, like, he gets the properly ball play. It makes him the third receiver, but it just gives him a bit more space. And, and, you know, you've got to go back 2017 when he was playing halfback for the Eels. He had a couple of games where he ran for 200 metres at halfback. Now, he doesn't have that freedom to do it at the Dragons, but he may get that at fullback. I don't mind it. And I know Corey Norman gets a, a bit of stick because he's he's apparently on 900 grand and he's underperforming, but... This could really be the spark for him, and that, that's what I'm banking on. And I like Ben Hunt going to number six because he's not their number one playmaker. I know it puts a little bit of pressure on on, on Clune, but all halfbacks have to debut somewhere, and it gives Ben Hunt just that opportunity. Oh, there's a guy in front of me who's just parked so shit, and he just opened his eyes some trolleys. That's awesome. Um, but it just gives Hunt, it gives Hunt a little bit more freedom now. It gives him a little bit more space. I don't know much about Adam Clune. I hope he's got a bit of a kicking game as well to take some pressure off Hunt, but... I think this could be the the reshuffle that they need. I think Clunes, uh he was the guiding force behind the Penrith when they were whopping everyone in New South Wales Cup. I think I think that's a good in. There was yeah. talk of him possibly moving Ben Hunt to nine, moving McInnes to thirteen, because like you said earlier, all McInnes does is tackle. But moving him to thirteen would mean that they'd have to get a hundred meters out of him. I don't know if yeah, it, he's got it in him. And I just I agree Norman at fullback's good, but I just you gotta get Dufty in there somewhere. You need some a player that can break the game open. Yeah, he doesn't do it often, but when's the last time any of those dragons broke a game open? Listen, the other interesting omission for me is Tristan Saylor. They only re signed him for one year and they're not picking it. He's not gonna be there. He he's he had first grade written all over him last year, so um I, I I'm off the I'm off the Dufty bandwagon. He's he's a worse version of Nathan Gardner. Um, it's a big so call. yeah, I, I I can't agree on that. I, I think McGregor's made a good decision to to drop him. He is a very very ordinary average footballer. Put it this way: if he had Luke Cavell's pace, he wouldn't be anything. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Cavell's pace, mate. We're in yeah. we're in under ten minutes, so we we have to rush this up. Okay, um, let's just go. We'll go. We'll quickly get through the news. Uh, Moses Suli today, just to, to kick the Dragons, has told the Dragons that he's not taking up their offer and staying with Manly for two years. I think this is a great move for his career. I, I think if he had gone to the Dragons, he would have just become a fat mess again. But Dez has got the best out of him at the moment. He's got some discipline in him. What are your thoughts? Absolutely agreed. I had him going straight back down the track that he was at when he looked like he was going to sign for the Dragons. They offered yeah. him almost double what Manly did, and he still said no. That yeah. says everything. Yeah, I, I think this is a kid who's actually sat down and gone, the, the best thing for me at the moment is not money. The best thing for me is Des Hasler. Well, if he plays well in this contract, his next one will be a mammoth. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, John Bateman, uh, he's firming for the dogs, but apparently he's reached out to Wigan again to see if they're interested in taking him back. Um, the whole point of this is I'm over the soap opera, mate. We know you're leaving Canberra. Just hurry up and make your fucking decision. I'd prefer Wigan because I'm a Wigan fan. I don't want him to go the dogs in decline. Uh, I don't disagree with that, though, 100%. I hate this back-and-forward bullshit with James Hooper that he's got, too. It's just both of them yeah. need to shut up. Yeah. 
Uh, Aki Uate has been released by the Huddersfield Giants and he's back. He's coming back to the NRL. Uh, the Gold Coast Titans, St. George Dragons and Cronulla Sharks are believed to have reached out to him. Uh, I don't want him. No, me neither. He's too injury prone now and he doesn't have that explosive speed and power that he had that overtook his stupid decisions and the fact he can't jump. Uh, it's got t- Titans written all over this one and I don't like it. Yeah. Uh, Corey Thompson has also been linked with the move to the Gold Coast Titans as well. And the NRL is set to open the door for Shane Flanagan back in 2020. I have a huge problem with that because we are under the cap penalties for his stupidity. If they let him back for 2021, I'm okay with that because we don't have any of the cap penalties. Uh, but if he is back for 2020, I would expect Cronulla to be making some very serious inquiries on this. I wrote something for Zero Tackle that's going to go gangbusters tomorrow and probably get me a lot of heat. Uh, I said that we're still suffering from his ineptitude as a coach. And, you know, I know he wasn't making all the decisions, but as a coach, you got to cop that. And knowing the kind of guy he is, he probably was making all the decisions. If he's back this year, absolutely we should go to the NRL and say, well, fucking 500K next year over the cap, we are then. You beauty. for his actions. We've been, you know, given uh, a cap penalty for the last two years of $350,000. We've, you know, had to operate, we've we've had to release Matt Pryor and Josh Morris just to get ourselves under the cap. If he is allowed back in, Cronulla needs to be turning up to NRL headquarters with a lawyer and a please explain. Absolutely. I I can see the NRL doing it. It's just, it's, just fucking, I'm gobsmacked. When I heard that he was going to, like it was possible he could get dispensation, they were talking about kicking him out for life, and then they're like, oh, we'll give you a two-year ban or whatever it was. Yeah. And then now he's the favourite to be coach again. Yeah, and, and that's the other thing as well is, you know, if we knew that he was going to be able to come back for 2020, then we probably would have only signed John Morris for one year and brought him back. But we we came to an agreement with Shane Flanagan that he would not be at the club anymore, a mutual agreement because he wasn't able to coach until 2022. And Absolutely. now you turn around and saying 2020 is going to be able to come back. Like that's, it, it's like, and, and I know I'm going to sound like I'm a fucking crying baby here, but that's, that's simply just not fair on us. It's not and fair. I, I, Absolutely. And, and I, I know Cronulla were very much to blame because it takes two to tango, but we've been punished and he's been punished. If his punishment's going to be reduced, then ours needs to be fucking reduced. Yep, can't see anything wrong with that, mate. Lawyer up. Um, and just quickly, Dan, what have you got for us for Supercoach? Supercoach. Had a good week this week, uh, about 1,100 and something. Me, me and Gaz, former guest on the pod, have uh, got a friendly rivalry going. And I got him by about 40 points this week, and I think I'm about 1,000 positions better than him. Um, I'm so far back, that is literally all I care about now. All right, that's uh, absolutely awesome. I'm not playing Supercoach this year. I gave it a crack last year and got bored with it. Um, my attention span is just not there. And Daniel, I will see your big, beautiful face tomorrow. See you tomorrow, mate. Can't wait.